What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 11 of Family Ties. This episode is titled, You've Got a Friend, and it originally aired on December 19th, 1985. And with me to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, I'm also your friend. That's right. You've got a friend in me. I do have a friend in you. (laughs) This was before Toy Story, though, so. It it is, it is. But not by much, because wasn't Toy Story like 2000 or something? 1995, actually. It was only 10 years before. Wow. Yeah. And we're still reeling over the loss of Mrs. Potato Head. Aww. I know. Is it too soon to bring it up? We, We love Mrs. Potato Head. That's true. Also... She was George's mom on Seinfeld, which... Yeah, probably you know, a little bit more known even for that. To me, anyway. <laughs> more beloved. Yeah. Mm. But this show is beloved. We had a great break, and then we're back. Yes. Although the show's kind of released a little like out of sync, but we're back. So we're just like family ties, because we've figured out a couple of times that they filmed some things out of order. So that That's was right. We filmed a couple of things out of order. Yes. With less filming and more recording. Now, this episode, by the way, released on December 19th, 1985, which is my birthday. Well, not what? 1985, but December 19th. <laughs> <laughs> you were still alive in 85. Yeah, oh, I was. Yeah, the, yeah. I would have been celebrating my seventh birthday watching this episode. Well, I'm December so. 1st, and I would have been 10. So I would have been 10 in like two weeks. So it's still pretty fresh. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Is this our last episode before the uh, Christmas break, or is there still one more before Christmas even? This is it. This is the final episode of 1985. Wow. So the next time we record, we're going to talk about 1986. Yes, we are moving forward another year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. So I think it'd be really fun if we talk about uh, the hot things of 1986 on our next recording. We probably should do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hmm. I can't think of any off the top of my head that are specific to 1986. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to do some research. That's good. Do you remember when you got your first Nintendo? What year? I actually got mine. Probably would have been at least 87, I want to say. Because 86 is when it released in the U.S., right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So that would have, but I didn't get it right away. Um, It was quite a bit of, in fact, it probably would have been Christmas... Of 87, you know, because okay. it took some, it, my grandparents are the ones that finally caved and got it for me <laughs> as a kid. Oh, nice. But I did play at friends' houses quite a bit, though, you know, I was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had to. Um, you saw that movie 8-Bit, right? Yeah, 8-Bit Christmas? Yes. Yeah, that was such a good movie, and it was uh, very so reminiscent of, uh, of that time frame. Because I had a friend that had a Nintendo first, and it was like, oh, man. Yeah, it, I didn't have anyone that was quite as mean as the kid in that movie was, but it was it was pretty dead on, though, other than that. Like, I was in Cub Scouts for a little while during this time period, mm-hmm. and the family that, like, hosted us had a Nintendo, and if you got there early enough, you might get a chance to play, but I think maybe I got to play, like, one time. Most of the time, I would sit there and watch the, you know, the kid who owned it play, but, yeah. like, one time, I got there early enough to play it, and I'm like... I have to have this. I have to have this. It's fantastic. <laughs> I need this in my life. 
And then I had one friend who had like the Rob the Robot set. Who oh, I would go yeah, over to his house and I actually got to do that. Yeah. Was that the only game it worked? There was one other one besides it, and I can't remember what the name of the other one is, but there were only two, like, officially licensed Rob ones. Yeah. So. And I remember they weren't great. No, and I, in fact, I think what most kids probably wound up doing is just playing it with their controller, because you're relying on the robot to, like, do all the stuff for you, and if it messes up or if it's too slow, you know, you can usually hit the buttons a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the power glove. Yeah. I think the trackpad was probably the best product that they had that went with Nintendo. Yeah. Well, and the light gun, I would say, is pretty good. Oh, the zapper. Yeah. That, that's pretty solid. Yeah. I, I think I told you the story where I hooked up the light gun because, uh, you know, we still have our original Nintendo and hooked uh-huh. it up. And I told the kids, you know, I was prepping them, getting them all warmed up for it. And I go <laughs> to use the light gun and it doesn't work. And I'm like, why is this thing not working? Like, what's wrong? Yeah. I thought, well, I haven't hooked it up in a long time, so maybe I did it wrong. And then I did a little uh, Googling and found out that, yeah, no, pretty much the the light gun's useless to us now. Well, to you now, but keep in mind, I still have one, two, three, four TVs on which it works. So, <laughs> And how many do you have that it doesn't work on? One. Two. Oh, okay, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. We have a lot of TVs. There's four of us. So my dad just got rid of his 32-inch TV, and me and my brothers on um, St. Patrick's Day were over there, and it was upstairs, and it was on top of a dresser, and he's like, it's going to take all of you to get that thing off. (laughs) It weighed 250 pounds. Easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. For a 32-inch TV. Whereas I think I can lift, (laughs) like I have a 50 in the other room for the kids, and Uh you can just move that thing around. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. toss it under your arm. I almost died helping a friend move a TV once. Like, he lived upstairs in an apartment, and it was, like, a really big one. And, it like, it had wheels, but it was, like, one of those rear projection TVs. I don't oh, know if you remember this or yes. not. Yes. I mean, it was old even circles. when he had it. Yeah. And, I mean, this thing, I don't know what the size exactly was, but it probably came up to my chest with a whole case around it, you know. Oh, my I mean, God. it wasn't all TV. There's a lot of you know, faux wood paneling surrounding it, right? But (laughs) we were going down the stairs and I was like behind it, you know, my friend was up above and it like slipped out of his hand and I started coming down after me. And by miracle, (laughs) someone who lived in the apartment complex happened to be walking by and ran up and helped me catch it. Otherwise, like I would have been crushed under this thing. Oh my gosh. Death by TV. Yeah. And nowadays, like you said, even a huge TV, you couldn't possibly get crushed. It would fold in half over you, if anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you remember, like, pizza places and stuff would always have those uh, that style of TV with that rear projection? Yep. And, you know, it was always like, oh, my gosh, that screen is so big. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you, it's, it's really cool until you have to move it down a set of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy was, you know, the king. And then when it came time to move, he had no friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. It's amazing how that happened. <laughs> right? That reminds me. I think uh, we're going to have to get into, uh, I have two notes on some stories, uh, apartment stories. Oh, okay. Tales from the apartment. Well, we better, like, get into this episode, I guess, so we can get to that. I do have a very minor announcement, but I did pick up a really cool Family Ties treat this week at Target, no less. Oh. 
we were there. I don't even remember what the main purpose of being at the Target was, but I, I always poke around in the toys and video games and things like that while Janelle's looking at boring practical things, you know? <laughs> yeah, things for the house, whatever, duh. Yeah, clothing for the children. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take the kids over to the toys, you know, <laughs> see <ya>. Yeah. <laughs> Call us when you're ready. And, and honestly, that's where she wants me because she does not want me whining about having to be in the clothes area the whole time. So, you know, <laughs> I'm out of her hair. And it's, she likes it. She loves spending time in the clothes area. It works out okay. Well, and I think they had an extra like 20% off clearances that last weekend because Heidi was at Target too. Oh, yeah. There was some kind of a thing. She always has the app on her phone. She's like, oh, this oh, deal yeah. is happening. And I don't keep up on it, but I know she gets this good deal. So that's good. Oh, yeah. That's but the important anyway, so I was over in the toy section, and I was looking at jigsaw puzzles, and they had a jigsaw puzzle. It's one of those ones that's kind of a collage of, like, a bunch of different stuff, and the theme was the 80s, and right there on the puzzle is our very own Keaton family Aww. on the puzzle. So it's nice. not a lot of other stuff, too, but I'm like, well, I got to get a puzzle that's got family ties on it. Yeah, so where's that one going to go in your lineup of putting them together? Because I know you already have, like, two or three planned, right? I do, but it's going to have to be – it'll be moved forward in the queue a bit because Ooh, the Keatons. Good. Okay, good. It also has Marty McFly, incidentally, so we got two Michael J. Oh, Fox appearances nice. on the puzzle. So, pretty cool. How many pieces is it? I think it's a 1,000. Oh, okay. So, you should be able pretty to get sure that done in thousand. just a few days. Oh, yeah. That's that's a couple of sittings at most, you know. So, maybe you'll be able to post a picture of it for our season finale episode then, depending on where it fits in the uh, in the queue. I will definitely be posting pictures, yes, depending on depending on when we get to that there. But we'll we'll I'll be sharing that for sure. Okay. okay. All right. Well that's good. I'll probably post a picture of just the box for this episode so you guys can see it, but then I'll post the completed picture because it'll be bigger, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you'll yeah. shellac that one and frame it? I don't do that. Because oh. then I could just take it apart and then do it again another time. I have the you know, it's ongoing play value. Yeah, but somehow it's just not quite as much fun if you don't just hold on to it forever and just line your hallway with, uh, you know, <laughs> shellacked puzzles. I only have so many, so much wall space. <laughs> so if I do that, I got to take a picture down of our kids, and I think that's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the family stuff really gets you down. <laughs> I know. This is family ties. You don't understand. <laughs> right? <laughs> These ties are stronger than blood. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, the other thing that I also got while we were there, this is just shows, again, Janelle getting practical things. I also got another thing in the toy section, which I'm very excited for and haven't actually gotten to play with it much yet. But I got a Goonies board game. Ooh. Huh. And that ties in very nicely with tonight's episode. It does. I wonder why. Well, let's find out. Sha-la-la-la. So we get to open in the store where Mallory works, where she has her fashion smarts. Yes. <laughs> Alex walks into the store and he's uh, trying to find out if Mallory's ready to go. And of course, you know, she's busy and her hair's huge and just keeps swaying every time she's moving through the <laughs> store. And, you know, it looks like it's ready to topple at any minute. You know, that's just not going to do for Alex. So he ends up telling everybody that the store's closed. Everything's <laughs> half off tomorrow and you got to get out now. And of course, the people just, you know, magically put all their stuff down and yeah. walk out. <laughs> They just leave. <laughs> yeah, they're ready to go. So Mallory still has a couple of things to do to finish to, to clean up the store, I guess, to be able to close to leave. And in walks our very special 
guest, and I noticed her right off the bat. It's Martha Plimpton. Yes, it is. Another, yet another Goonies alumni. Yes, and she is exactly from the Goonies. Like, you just pulled her right out of Goonies and you plopped her right into Family Ties. Both came out in 1985. We just figured the Goonies came out in the summer. This came out in December, so this is probably shot after, but like right after the Goonies. Yeah. Oh, man. So talk about riding a high. Well, was Goonies critically acclaimed uh, back in the day, like popular and everything? I don't remember anymore. I don't know either. I mean, it certainly was amongst me and my friends, but I don't know, like like general population. Everyone knows the Goonies. Everyone like talks fondly about it. So yeah, it's definitely made money like in home video since then, if nothing else. Oh yeah, I'm sure that the VHS sales were through the roof when it first came out. <laughs> when those movies were like eighty and ninety dollars a piece. Oh yeah, I was I rented it. In fact, I have a, such a fond memory of the Goonies because I had I, I had to stay home from school for like a week and a half or something because I had a really bad ear infection. And I rented the Goonies and watched it on repeat, like, the entire time. Well, of course, because it was incredible. Fantastic. Love the Goonies. So I just Googled it because, of course, I'm crazy and had to find out. And it said that it's opening (laughs) weekend. It grossed $125 million worldwide uh, on a budget of $19 million. No, no. I'm sorry. Theatrically. Theatrically. So not just the first weekend. Well, that's still pretty good. Yeah, that's great money. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> it said that domestic box office was $63 million. International box office was only 848000 But the worldwide box office was $64 million. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot of money for back then, too. So, I mean, that's, I think that's probably considered a big success. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't try to, like, come back and make a second one. Because I feel like that's always, like, the thing, you know? I, I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't sully it with something inferior you know but i am surprised they didn't well to get back to the episode martha aka jesse in this show is in the store and she's stealing she's a thief and alex catches her and so he's gonna stop her mallory goes to stop her (laughs) she's you know bullying her way out of him mallory's gonna call security and alex is able to guard the door mallory runs over and locks it and then they get security involved and and of course, you know, they take her to jail and find out that, you know, she's she's just a thief, a horrible thief. And uh, and so it, and it bothers Mallory. So she feels bad that she called security on her. <laughs> so as she's, you know, agonizing over the whole thing. She decides that, uh, you know, she's going to go see her. She's going to talk to her. And so um, she gets Nick involved and Nick has said, hey, you know, I think my cousin's over at that same place. They find out that uh, she's living in a. like a group home kind of environment for kids that are abused. So Nick's like, Hey, my cousin's over there. And he's like, I just wish I could remember his name. So he's always cousin. (laughs) So favorite cousin. cousin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, his dad, you know, uh, was not a good guy, you know, not, not, not a good dad. He was kind of mean. I just wish I could remember his name. Oh yeah. It was uncle, uncle (laughs) so-and-so. Uncle something. (laughs) <laughs> I love uh, Nick so much. <laughs> he's the best. He seemed really like calm and confident too in the episode. Like just relaxed. Yeah. He was, you know, he really got the laughs out of him, out of uh, his lines. But uh, so, anyways, Mal goes to see her. It doesn't go well. You know, Jesse, of course, is uh, thinks that Mallory's there. She wants something from her. Something's wrong. Something's, you know, like why is she even there in the first place? So 
She frustrates Mallory. Mallory turns around. She's going to walk away. She's going the wrong way to leave. And then she figures out she has to leave this other way. And then that's when Jesse stops her. And they kind of have a little bit of a heart to heart. You know, Mallory invites her over to dinner. Says, just come over. My mom's making soy burgers. And she said, well, maybe you can just invite me over for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) And in walks Nick with his cousin. He found him. And come to find out uh, his cousin doesn't speak English. (laughs) And it yeah. wasn't really his cousin. And it was not his cousin. <laughs> and I believe in Spanish, he said something along the lines of like, this isn't my cousin. He doesn't look anything like him. This guy looks more like a hell's angel or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> so did yours do the um, subtitles in Spanish? Oh, interesting. It did not, although I'm pretty sure that's an option I could turn on. But it wasn't like natively turned on oh uh, so we always have subtitles on our tv because you know aiden wears hearing aids uh, except he doesn't yeah, want them anymore because yeah. you know that would be too convenient so <laughs> we always have uh closed captioning on and it went from english and so it it didn't translate what the gentleman said in from spanish to english it just put it on the screen in spanish huh so i thought that was kind of interesting i guess without having subtitles on at all it just didn't subtitle it. yeah so, I, was, I was left to rely on my four years of high school Spanish to get a basic interpretation of what was going on there. <laughs> that was plus or minus a few years ago. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> okay, so next scene, Mallory asks Jesse about her past and her family. And, you know, she had come over. She met the Keatons. And she's like, oh, is your family always this happy? And she's like, no. You know, Mallory said, no. Oh, you know, when we do really dumb things and they get mad at us. And, uh, you know, shocker. Um Parents get mad when you do dumb things. And yeah. so they started to talk a little bit. And Mallory asked about Jesse's family. And Jesse really like closed up quick. And she was like, oh, this is a mistake. I got to go. And Mallory's eventually able to kind of talk her down. And then they just kind of keep it real surface. The next scene is two weeks later. So they've been friends for a couple of weeks. Jesse seems to be spending a lot of time with Mallory. Mallory's really taking her under her wing. And um, it's, you know, nobody in the family is really in love with it, especially Alex, because he's like, you know, she's a kid. She's, you know, whatever. They're spending too much time. They laugh too much. And I don't want Mallory to be comfortable in the house, let alone somebody else. (laughs) You know, Alex, he's so compassionate, so kind. So it's during uh, one of the scenes there at the house that we find out that uh, Jesse has a brother and as soon as she turns 18, she's going to get him out of that home. They're going to get a place somewhere and she's going to, you know, raise him and she's going to be better for him than either her of her parents. And we found out, too, that her dad hit her, uh, hit the brother, and then the mom kicked him out. But then the mom turned around and started doing the same thing. So she's not kind. So they see the mom every once in a while. She says she wants the kids back, but then she's not doing anything apparently to get them back. Which I wonder what you would have to do in 1985 to get your kids back, you know? I don't feel like they just took no. kids away for stuff then. You know, we did all the fosters and stuff. And then, you know, the parents always have to do like, you know, anger management classes, parenting classes. I mean, they had to go through quite a bit as well as taking care right. of any other past things that they already had that, you know, if there was any charges or warrants or those kinds of things, they'd had to take care of all that too before they would even get visitation half the time. Hmm. I imagine it's probably not as strict back then. That's just a guess, but... <laughs> yeah, no, you're definitely right, but I think too, so... Huh. Well, Mallory goes over and hugs her because they have that moment, and 
and Jess, I almost called her Martha again. Jesse like hugged her, <laughs> but then she kind of like freaked out a little bit and she pushes away and she goes over and she sits down and she's just kind of flipping through like her math book and, and Mallory's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, Oh, nothing. Everything's fine. And she's like, well, you know, I'm always here if you need to talk. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from that moment on, Jesse kind of pulls back a little bit and Mallory can't figure out why. And so we show back up to the store. Mallory's working. Jesse shows up and Mallory's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Wondering, you know, how you been? What's going on? She's like, oh, well, why all the questions? And and um, she's like, well, you know, do you want to go get a soda? And Jesse's like, yeah, that's cool. Let's go get a soda. So Mallory says, OK, well, hang on a minute. And Nick is in the store with Mallory and he sees that Jesse's going around and she's shoplifting again. <laughs> so he he tells Mallory. Mallory confronts Jesse, and of course Jesse blows up and throws all the stuff on the counter. But she doesn't really throw all the stuff on the counter, and then she takes off out of the store. And so poor Mallory, she's just she's super sad. She kind of figures that she did it for the wrong reasons, but now she's really hurt by Jesse, and you know she thought she was trying to help someone, and it's not working out that way. So. Nick takes her home and they talk a little bit. Turns out Jesse comes on over and, you know, she talks to Mallory and tells her that she was afraid that Mallory was going to hurt her. And so she wanted to hurt Mallory before Mallory could hurt her because everybody always wants something from her. Nobody's ever out to just help you and just be kind. And so Mallory said, well, I want to be kind, you know, I'm just want to be your friend. And so they agree to go slow to be friends and then they freeze frame on a hug. Oh, so sweet. And you want to know a spoiler alert? I do. A little spoiler for the uh, upcoming segment, which is the guest stars. Even though Mallory promised that she would be there for her and she wasn't going to like abandon her. And this is her only appearance on Family Ties. What? <laughs> you mean a movie star with probably the biggest movie of the summer isn't going to be on Family Ties two episodes? I know. So sad. But man, what an episode. There were some very intense, quiet moments where you could just hear the crowd coughing and being quiet in the background, but then also some like really funny bits. Oh, yeah. It was a roller coaster. They hit a lot of hot topics, too. Uh, abuse and group homes and theft. Shoplifting was like a big thing that kids did in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, because they don't do that anymore, do they? No, I think that's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not popular anymore. <laughs> no. No, they just do hacking, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Got my finger on the pulse of the youth, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> oh, that's funny. couple of quick observations at this point. Did you notice Nick's, like, amazing outfits that he had? In particular, near the end, he had... I think it was like a weightlifting belt on or something. <laughs> yes. And then dangling from it, I think were jingle bells. Oh, I missed the jingle bells. What? I, I don't know. If it was some kind of little like metal. I think there were jingle bells that were dangling from it, but it was hard to tell. They didn't show it up close. But man, and then he had like socks. I think they were pulled up and the pants were tucked into the socks. Yes. Or I don't know. Like it was the, his outfit was like. 
off the hinges. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny when she was looking for when Mallory was looking for a dress for Jesse. He's like, oh, that one's yeah. too loud. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> busy. It's <laughs> looking at him and he's all like, ah. He's got like busy. three shirts on all different colors. <laughs> one was hot pink. That was great. <laughs> the socks, you know, pants tucked in. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> oh, Nick. no. But I missed the jingle bells. I need to go back and watch it again just because. And you know it's got to be extreme if I notice the outfit. So, oh yeah, <laughs> sha la la la. Well, you mentioned guest stars. Yes, I think we should jump into our guest stars. We did have two guest stars in this episode that are credited. Oh really? I'll be curious to see who number two is. We'll start with Martha Plimpton because we've already kind of addressed her. Everyone is probably familiar with who she is. Obviously, she was in the Goonies, like we said. But let's get a couple of other highlights just to, you know. I mean, she's got 85 acting credits, and I won't go through all of it. But probably the thing for me that I was the most familiar with from her later acting in addition to, of course, the Goonies, was she is the mom, Virginia, on Raising Hope. I saw a couple episodes of that show. Oh, we watched the whole thing. I love that show. So, so good. And she is just fantastic in it. Really great storytelling and some really, really fun characters. And I recommend it. I like that show. All right. So she's done some voice acting as well. She uh, was a voice on Frozen 2. She was Yelena, which I don't remember who that was, but apparently that was one of the characters. She was also a voice... On Minecraft, the story mode, she's a voice of Olivia, and she's not only in the video game, but also in the TV show they made out of it. So They made a TV show out of Minecraft? Apparently so, at least according to IMDb. Okay. Um, She's done a lot of TV show appearances over the years, such as Grey's Anatomy and an episode of Fringe, which is cool. Oh, nice. Back a little further, like in the 80s and such, she was in the original Parenthood. With Steve Martin. Wow. She also was in a movie we talked about recently with River Phoenix and Harrison Ford, The Mosquito Coast, which I didn't remember that she was in. Oh. But we just had talked about that. So, yeah. So, she was – I mean, she's done so many things. She And it's not – not the least of which is the Cindy Lauper, The Goonies Are Good Enough music video (laughs) and a little mini movie. So (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've seen that in 10 years. I need to watch that again. It's on, like, if you have the DVD, most of the cop versions of the DVD have it on the special feature. So, I never shouldn't be too hard to find. I don't, I'm never, like, one of those guys that watches all the special features and stuff. It's funny. I was for a little while. When, like, DVDs first came out, I'm like, like, Janelle and I would get a movie and we'd watch everything because that was just part of the experience. But. Now, I there's very few things that I care enough to, like, watch. Unless it's a movie that's, like, super special to me. Yeah. I usually don't care any of it, you know. Yeah. That makes sense. Occasionally, I'll like, if there's a movie I, I either really liked or didn't like, I'll watch the trailer just to see, like, how did they promote this movie? Because sometimes... I'll think, like, this movie was really terrible. What did the movie, what did the trailer look like? How did they try to sell this? That's usually the limit of my interest in special features. How did they get me in? (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know, I don't know what made me think this was going to be a good movie. Well, wasn't there a time in your life, and I think I remember hearing you guys talk about it before on your other show, The Mandarian Orange Show, but uh, when you were in college, you guys would just go see every movie. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we were film majors, you know, communication with an emphasis in film, right? Yeah. So we literally saw, well, maybe not every single movie, but probably 90% of the movies that released. Like, Oh, my god! You know, this year when the Oscars came up, I went through and counted, and I think we had seen, like, maybe seven or eight of the movies that had been nominated. Okay, and I think there was ten this year, right? Well, I mean, like, throughout all the categories. Oh, 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 ten And the majority of them were for the animated. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, back then, we would definitely have seen all of the, you know, best picture ones and probably a large chunk of everything else. So, like, we knew every movie. Maybe not, like, the foreign, maybe not all the short documentaries and stuff. But, like, all the feature length, most of them we would have seen. Yeah. So, times are different now. (laughs) Yeah, when you have kids and, you know, you're still kind of coming out of pandemic, you know, you miss a lot of things now. Yeah, you do. I still haven't seen Batman or Morbius. So, Batman's going to be on HBO Max on April 18th, I just heard. So, So, I might just do that. I saw Batman. Was it good? I liked it. It's really long. Well, that's what I was thinking. It might be a good one to watch at home so I can actually pee uh, in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I had to go halfway through because, you know, I was like, no, I didn't prepare appropriately. And so it was terrible. But there's just a lot of parts where yeah, it just could have been edited, I think. But, you know, they, they were going for a vision and that's fine. It was fine. It was good. Well, yeah, that's, I've heard generally positive stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But. I just definitely have not had a three and a half hour block to go to the movie theater anytime recently. <laughs> right? I liked our Pats as the Bats, but, you know, it was just one of those things. I lost track of how many Batman there are now, but yeah. I, I was fine with Ben Affleck, too. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, as far so as, like, his performance. Did you hear the rumor that uh, Ben Affleck is actually reprising his role in the Flash movie that comes out later this year? But isn't, like, Michael Keaton also reprising the role in some way? Yes. I'm trying to think how it's going to work. I don't remember if he was know. coming in that one or if it was going to be a different one that he's going to be in. You're going to get Clooney and Kilmer in there too? While they're <laughs> at it. No, it's, gonna, like, it's Batverse. Oh, I, now that Spider-Man was popular, they're going to go to the Batverse. <laughs> oh. As long as they bring back Mr. Freeze with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Everybody chill. <laughs> Oh, and Alicia Silverstone is uh, Batgirl. <laughs> oh, that movie was such a movie. Let down. It yeah. existed. Uma Thurman yeah. was in that, too. Let's she not forget. <laughs> and she was probably one of the most sane parts of that movie. Yeah. yeah. And Bane only had one line. He just kept saying, Bane. <laughs> oh. oh. Give me the juice. <laughs> <laughs> How are we on Batman from Martha oh, Pumpkin? Goonies? Oh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't either. When you hear this later, you'll be able to figure it out. and uh, I'll be like, oh, I connect the dots there. Trace it back. <laughs> well, like I said before this segment here, this is her only appearance on Family Ties. So we do not get to see Jesse and Mallory's friendship blossom any further. Oh, well, it's probably for the best. You know, she's got that uh, younger brother she's got to take care of. Probably so. And she's also like Jennifer's age, so I think it's funny that she never hung out with Jennifer. Although I would like to point out that supposedly, according to the episode, she's 12 in this episode. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure she was like 20 or something. (laughs) 
<laughs> she didn't look like she was 12. She looked like she was more Mallory's age. So Yeah. yeah. And then the Nick's cousin that wasn't really his cousin came out who was supposedly like living in this group home. He was like 45. <laughs> yeah. And what was the lady that walked out with him? And she's just like watching the whole thing. It was like, did they just find some random couple? And Nick is like, hey, you're know. my cousin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was supposed to like be a kid there. If he was a parent there, you know, that was visiting someone or a social worker. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's but not it really was perfect. So our other guest star that was credited, character's name is just Boy. So it's obviously one of the kids at the group home. Now, I had a couple guesses. There was a kid that she introduced as Tony. He didn't have a line, but she was trying to get Mallory to be friends with Tony because he shoplifts. Oh, yeah. He'd done it three times. But, <laughs> but it's also possible, and I think this makes more sense, that it was actually Nick's cousin. Well, that wasn't really his cousin. That was it. Because... Um, the actor, well, I'll tell you about the actor here and you tell me what you think it is. Okay. The actor's name is James N. Hamilton. He only has three acting credits, um, total. So in, uh, he was in a, mo- a TV series called Dear John. He did one episode as a bus boy. Okay. He was in the TV movie Peter Gunn. Oh. And then he did, this is his first of three appearances on Family Ties. Oh, first of three. So we will have a chance to compare later on and see if we were correct. But the other interesting thing is, in addition to acting, is the only other thing is he is also a stage manager for one, two, three, four episodes of Family Ties. Oh, okay. So he he's working on the show and they're like, oh, okay, you know, here, we need yes. you. And they just pulled him aside to go do it. Right. So I it would make more sense that it would be the adult one that got credited, I think, because he, he would the kid was too young to be the stage manager, I would think, right? Yeah. Hmm. Plus, he had lines. You, yeah. You know, in Spanish, so but know. he had lines. But it, the credit says "boy," so I don't know. It's it's nebulous, but that's going to be my guess. I think it was Nick's friend or Nick's cousin that wasn't his cousin. <laughs> Nick's not cousin. No, I'm with Nick's you. Not cousin. Yeah, I think I'm okay, with you, yeah. and I I think that that was probably the uh, that character, just because again he had lines and nobody else did, even uh, right. the girl that they introduced. Yeah, none of them actually said anything. They just kind of shrugged. So. <laughs> So he does play a recurring character coming up in a couple of years. In 1987, he plays a bellhop for two episodes. So oh. we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for that in 1987. All right. So that's going to be uh, season six. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's like early 87 or late 87. Oh, yeah. I guess it could have been uh, episode so, or season five. So it could be. Yeah. Okay. Could be. We'll see. Yeah. We'll keep our fingers crossed for boy. Boy. <laughs> oh, well, and that's it for guest stars. That's the only credits there. Well, he, he was a great guest star. He and was. Did you notice like when Nick and him were looking at each other and then they looked back to Mallory, they looked at each other, then they looked back at Mallory? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the timing was perfect. It was a great bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just standing there with this uh, incredulous look on his face. <laughs> Poor boy. I just love the idea that Nick <laughs> knows he has a cousin at this place, but doesn't know what he looks like, even though he says it's his favorite cousin, and then just wanders around trying to find him. Oh, yeah. 
He's probably disrupting, you know, therapies and groups and <laughs> whatever. I found my cousin. Details. Sha la la la. Well, what about jokes? Did you have any jokes that really uh, tickled you on this one? The one that I probably laughed the most at was just Nick's little thing about th- the clothes being busy. So <laughs> that one was probably my biggest laugh out loud. <laughs> Alex, however, had a really funny side story that you didn't mention. And this whole ongoing side story really cracked me up. And it was at the beginning of the episode, Andy is in the crib playing with a box. And Elise starts talking about how... Alex used to play with his box when he was little, and he loved the box so much that he named the box, and the box was named Baba. Baba, yeah. And <laughs> Alex, like, you know, would sleep with it and everything, and then at some point, I think he took it swimming or in the bathtub or something, I forget, and then it, like, fell apart in the water, and, you know, he, like, cried about it because he was so sad. And so then later, <laughs> well, Alex is also very upset, like, that's not true, you know, that's slander, I'll sue you if you keep talking about this, and then she keeps telling him about it, and he's like, I'll see you in court, he's super <laughs> mad about it, right? And then later in the episode, Stephen comes home, and he's got a present for Andy, which is he got him this, like, stuffed elephant, but... He also has a present for Alex, which is the box the elephant came in. And he's like, look, it's exactly the same box it used to have. It's Baba. And Alex is, like, transfixed with it. And he, like, <laughs> walks up to it. And he's like, Baba, like, under his breath. And he's like, I don't need this box. And they're like, okay, it's fine. And then after everyone walks out of the kitchen, he sneaks back in and starts, like, snuggling it. And he's like, Baba. And then when Mallory comes back into the kitchen, of course, he runs and hides it under a blanket and pretends nothing happened. <laughs> He's afraid they're going to take his box. (laughs) (laughs) All of this was going on like very much in the background of the episode, but it was like one of my favorite B stories ever. So good. It just was such a crack up to me. Yes. (laughs) Alex's box. (laughs) Alex's box. (laughs) Baba. (laughs) And meanwhile, Alex also had a lot of like just really funny quips. Like he was very like sarcastic through the whole episode. Mm -hmm. Things like I wouldn't want to ruin felon night when she's coming over (laughs) to visit or <laughs> when she's talking about like the grades and he's making fun of Mallory's grades or when she says she says math is one of my better subjects and then he starts laughing she's like don't say anything Alex and then he just walks away like busting up and it's like better subjects you know so so he's all it's just so funny through the whole thing like with these quips and then at the end when Mallory's very upset and he like he comforts her and he's like you know I just you did the right thing and you you tried to help someone and you know seeing you do this like really makes me proud to be your brother and the whole family like just stares at him like they're waiting for him to say bud or to make fun of her and he's like what like i could be supportive i could be a nice guy and then stop staring at me and when he walks away they all like turn and look at him like something's wrong with him he's like stop it <laughs> i just i don't know the whole the alex storyline in this was such a like in the background, but I felt like it was a really strong B story through the whole thing. So it was probably one of the stronger B stories we've had lately. It really was. It was, it was so good. It was just, I love it. And Baba totally cracked me up. Uh, That was so funny. Well, one of the things I wrote down that I didn't already go over was when Alex picked up Jesse, when she was trying to, to get away after she was caught stealing, he goes, oh, you're pretty strong for a little person. And she goes, so are you. And the so audience you. lost it. 
she like grabs him and like spins him around. I think by the tie or something. <laughs> yes. Like, no, the scarf. He was trying on the scarves. The, that's right. It was the scarf. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> she like flipped him around, but and he spun out. <laughs> he was wearing a really weird like trench coat, but he had a tie. And Heidi goes, "Is that a necklace or something he's wearing?" And I go, "No, he's just wearing a tie." And she's like, yeah. "Oh, okay." And then he was like, "Steven Tyler, he had you know nine scarves on." <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, well, then his whole t- retelling of the the shoplifting incident to Jennifer, and she's not <laughs> buying any of it. He's None. like, I saved Mallory's life. It was in danger the whole time. And then he, she goes to Mallory, and she's like, okay, Alex told me about it. Now I want to hear it from you so I can hear the truth. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and she's like, oh, Mallory. Alex, like, she was like 12 years old, and, Al- and Mallory. <laughs> and Jennifer's like, what did he say? She said something with Andy, like, you should – Hold him down because you're good at like holding down little children or something like that. <laughs> he talked about Bonnie and Clyde starting at eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, Andy was actually in the episode for a hot minute, and uh, they yeah. discussed him. He was he wasn't sleeping, and at one point, Stephen and Elise had come downstairs, and I said, "Oh, we finally got Andy down. He's finally asleep." And then Mallory and Nick walked in. And they're like, "Oh, Andy's awake again." And they're like, oh, no, not again. And Nick goes, well, maybe you should just do what uh, my aunt did. And Stephen goes, well, what was that? And uh, Nick goes, well, she took me for a ride on her Harley 1200. (laughs) Just put him right to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It always worked driving our kids around the block. I guess a motorcycle, you know. Yeah. You know, the wind in their face. Sha-la-la-la. Now, I did have some other observations to make, uh, just general things here I wanted to point out. First off, so Mallory's at the mall, right? This is where she works. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Is this the exact same store or is she in a different store? Because I feel like it was a little different. It looked pretty similar to me, but I remember the check stand, registers, whatever that is. Wasn't it on the wall, like, kind of perpendicular to, like, the store window? Yeah, I think it was a different layout there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to be a different store. I'm not sure. But if you look out the window in the front, you can see across the other side, there's, like, signs for the mall. And one of the signs, it's, like, pointing down the stairs or the escalator, maybe, and it says cafeteria level. Oh. And I thought it was interesting that they called it the cafeteria level and not the food court. Yeah, because in the mid-'80s, it would have been a food court. Right? I feel like food court was the thing you would have called it. Wow. I wonder. Why was it cafeteria level? I don't know. This is a mystery. Huh. Unless they specifically had like a cafeteria separate from the food court, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the staff cafeteria or something. Yeah. But but it said cafeteria level. Oh, so it says that uh, food courts as we know them today have been around since the 70s, but they really grew in popularity during the 80s and 90s. So maybe this was like a transition time. Well, maybe in Ohio they didn't do it. Or they didn't call it food court yet. Yeah. They would have still called it cafeteria at this point. Maybe they wouldn't have had all the restaurants and whatnot, just kind of like one. Because, I mean, I very strongly remember food courts, but, you know, I was like probably more aware of them in the late 80s and early 90s as opposed to 1985. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting little sign there. My favorite Central City Mall, you know. we They used to have restaurants, not even really like a food, a food court at that mall when I was a little kid that I can remember. 
Well, times have changed. But I just, in my mind, I imagine a food court looking pretty similar, at least back into the 80s. With Sabaro. Yeah. That was always like, yeah, you know, That's right. In, uh, hot dog on a hot stick. Hot dog on a stick, <laughs> yep. Panda Express yep. was always usually there. We even had a Taco Bell at the mall near us for a while. Ooh, what? Yeah, well, when I say near us, I mean, I grew up in the mountains. We had to drive an hour and 20 minutes to get to the nearest mall. Yeah. But when we did, it was either Panda Express or Taco Bell that I would always get. Which uh, mall did you go to? Ontario Mills was the later one. That was like, I want to say that was like my sophomore year, maybe, or freshman year. But it was right around when I could drive. So Uh, my friends and I would all pile into a car and drive down to the mall. Except for us, it was like an hour and 20 minutes instead of... You know, down the street yeah. for like you know regular kids. <laughs> it wasn't fifteen twenty minutes away. No, but that's where the big movie theaters were. So we go down, go to the movies, go to the food court. But that was like nineteen ninety five. You know, so it's quite a bit later. Well, did you remember that they had uh, one of the original Kenny Rogers roasters in that mall, the first one on the West Coast? I didn't remember that. Yeah, and it was terrible. Not all that Seinfeld cracked it up to be. Huh? No, I did not enjoy it at all. That's funny. It didn't last long. Well, they're not good. Just because he's got a famous name on it. You know? <laughs> if Kenny was back there working, maybe it would have done a little better. <laughs> that is the mall, incidentally, that I saw uh, Batman and Robin that we were just talking about at that oh, mall. Oh, what? Yeah, it was a, drove down there with a bunch of friends from high school. We were real excited to see a new Batman movie, and then we drove home real disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I know I saw that movie, but I don't remember where anymore. I have a terrible memory. (laughs) It's just a very distinct, like, experience that we had, because I remember being very excited for it and then very let down. Did I ever tell you that I stood in the casting line to be the Robin? Really? Yeah, they did a cattle call casting at Warner Brothers Studios. And so me and, you know, a thousand of my closest friends all went down and tried out. We literally walked in a room and they said, okay, you have a headshot. Gave them the headshot. And we didn't say a line. They just took a picture of you. They took your headshot. They, you know, asked. I don't even remember what questions they asked anymore. And then they said, okay. And then that's huh. where you went. They said, are you Chris O'Donnell? Nope. Okay, next. Yeah, next. <laughs> I guess they were looking for, you know, a fresh-faced kid, and Chris yeah. O'Donnell was it. <laughs> now, was this around a time when you had done any other uh, performing of any kind? I'd done a couple of things already. Some uh, uh, extra work. I'd been in, a, you know, an extra in a TV movie. Unwanted Attentions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we filmed that one at uh, a college in Eagle Rock. Wow! Yeah, the food was really good on that set too. That was a nice change Ooh. of pace because most of the time, you, as an extra, there's not food for you. They throw out like a couple of uh, stale boxes of cereal, and they're like, "Here, <laughs> shut up." I did quite a bit of extra stuff. You know, again, being a film major and out in LA, it was just a thing you did because. It's fun, you know. Yeah. Well, and they paid. Yeah. I think the best paying gig we had was an audience, like, seat filler for the uh, Roseanne Bar talk show. That one was, like, an what? ongoing thing. It was 45 bucks an episode. They do two episodes in a day. I could go out and get 90 bucks, And they gave you, like, sandwiches. That's a pretty good amount of money for back in the day. Yeah. That's how hard it was for them to fill the seats for the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that gets your production costs up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to like pay people to go to, well, let's make a deal or Price is Right, all those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, hey, you could be on this game show, but you got to go watch uh, two Roseanne's first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll give you a voucher to come over to the Price is Right. No, I think in my real job, I only made like six or seven bucks an hour. But when I did extra work, I got paid like 10 And it's a lot easier. Yeah. (laughs) You stand around a lot. I don't think that our listeners know any other of your resume. Do you have any other resume you want to tell our listeners? Well, there was a a really popular show in the 90s that I was a part of quite a bit as an extra. I got to put on a special suit one time. Yeah. Got to run around a little bit. Yeah. And it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This still blows my mind. Yeah. I don't I don't think you've ever said this on the show. I don't know that our listeners know that you're famous. I'm not aside famous. from our show. No, I'm not famous, but uh, I was definitely on that show and uh, I got I got quite a few scenes with the Green Ranger. And we're, wait, what color ranger were you? Uh, well, I got to be the Green Ranger. Oh, you were the Green Ranger. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we were filming in this LA alley and it was nasty smell terrible and you know they prop Rita up on top of one of the buildings and so that was really cool to kind of get to see all that stuff and you know they had all the 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 cast there i don't remember the bad guys names anymore but you know (laughs) but they had the rangers and then they had the green ranger and he i think after craft service lunch one day he didn't feel super good and it was um when he was the evil green ranger Oh, and so he was supposed to run up and down this alley, and so I put on the costume because we were pretty close in height, and I had to run back and forth a bunch of times, and then they never aired one part of it. So apparently, <laughs> I did a terrible job. <laughs> but they actually gave me like thirteen fifty an hour that day for like for the whole day. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they paid me extra that day. So I mean, really, that's. That's Hollywood elite right there, you guys. <laughs> I'm not sure about the elite, but yes. Yeah. You're the Green Ranger. Well, nah. You're one of the Green Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the costume didn't smell that good either. It had already oh, been imagine. worn once. But, you know, I did that show quite a few times because for some reason, you know, they wanted the, obviously, you know, I was younger. I was only like 17, 18. I think I was 18. I don't think they'd let me do it until I was 18. Yeah, you know, I'd get the call probably once or twice a week almost to go down and, you know, they'd film and it would be a couple of months at a time. So there'd be, you know, school classroom scenes. I did a few classroom scenes, did that scene. We played basketball. Do you have any of them like on tape or whatever, like that you can reference? No. So I, what was the name of that? Like, I think it was Suncoast, the name of the video store in the mall. And I, oh, yeah, I yeah. bought the VHS of the, that you know, the series of the green ranger, like when he was evil, it's like a five episode arc. And so I bought that and I had it on VHS, but it's lost in the archive somewhere. I don't know. I Mm. could be in one of the boxes out in the shed. I don't know. It's probably on YouTube. I would guess. Yeah. It's totally on YouTube. People have found the episode. They always pointed out. John always thought it was really funny to, to bring that up and point it out. Well, listeners, you've got an assignment now. See if you can find Keith in the Power Rangers or any other uh, shows for that matter. <laughs> From Keep your eyes almost peeled. 30 years ago. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's out there. 
It is out I there. I did a lot of like more like crowd things. Like I don't know. There's a couple of shots. If you found the Roseanne Bar show, you could definitely see me in the crowd. That would I'm be sitting awesome. next to someone who asked a question. There's a few other things that I could spot if I knew I was looking for it. But for the most part, it was like crowd work type of stuff where you can't really tell it's me, you know. Yeah. Did they feed him a question to ask? No, they actually they actually let me ask a question too, but mine didn't make the cut. Oh. Um, but they what she would do is like in between, she would, you know, get questions from the audience. They'd call on people and then they'd keep like a couple of them in for the end of the episode. My my friend sitting next to me, he got his in there, but mine got cut. So. Oh. Well, that's a bummer. So sad. I know. Which I is kind of crazy that they had to pay people because wasn't her talk show like kind of at the height of her popularity? Or was it after she spit and sang the national anthem? Yeah, this was after that. Yeah, this oh, would have been in okay. like 98, 99. And it was like kind of her comeback thing. I, I mean, I think it did okay for a bit, but it got canceled after like one season or something like that. So, mm. you know. Yeah. It wasn't like huge. It was a lot of fun to do, but. I don't think, you know, <laughs> I, I, I doubt there's, like, DVDs of it out there or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi used to do that when she would go to the Rosie O'Donnell show, and that was a big deal because when you went, you'd get prizes and gifts. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then uh, same thing with Bonnie Hunt. She went to the Bonnie Hunt show a few times. Huh. And she liked her show a lot, too, so she actually used to watch that one. And then when she went, like, one time she came home and had, I don't know, like, ten different things. She had a paper shredder and... A laptop <laughs> desk and all kinds wow. of stuff. Yeah. Just for being in the audience. Just for being in the audience. <laughs> she wow. I remember her coming home that night. And she walked in the door and she had this giant bag full of stuff. And I'm like, are you moving out or what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, this is what they gave us. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Wow. Somebody's CD, but I don't remember who it was. Whatever artist was playing, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably something huh. country music related. All the good old days. Sha-la-la-la. One more thing I got to point out about the episode here. The group home that Jesse lived at. Yes. I don't know if you caught the name of it. It was Milford. The Milford home. Yeah. Yeah. Steven said it. I remember hearing him say it, but it didn't trigger anything. Well, so in Arrested Development, which is a fantastic show... The school that they kid they send the kids to, you know, it's like a private boarding school. It's called the Milford School, and I don't know, like, if there's any connection or if they named it after this or anything like that. But immediately, I thought of that. The slogan of the Milford School is "Children should be neither seen nor heard," and so <laughs> you can always tell a Milford man because they can blend into the background, you know. <laughs> and like oh. Buster is like the best one because he can like just stand like. He's standing perfectly still and no one notices him up against the wall. So, I don't know. And they kept saying Milford in this. All I could think of was Buster, like, not moving in the background. Oh, that's such a great show. It is. I haven't so, not watched the, the um, I almost called them the Redbox, the Netflix, oh, the Netflix seasons. They are good. The original three seasons are the best, but mm-hmm. it's definitely worth watching the later ones as well. Oh, there's a lot of gold. Such a in funny there. show. It is. Just had to point out Milford there because yeah. you know it's got to be related because Jason Bateman is the brother of Justine. Exactly. There's there's too many there's too many connections there to not have that be a reference in some way. Yeah, that it's, that's just too funny too. So there you go. Sha la la la. 
Well, was there a moral to this episode? Well, you know me. I got a moral. I knew it. (laughs) So I put sometimes reaching out and caring for someone is all you can do. You can't force them to respond. That's good. Because Mallory wanted her to respond so badly when all she needed was just somebody to go slow, be a friend, be available, and just show her that she could actually trust someone again. Mallory didn't have the patience. And no matter how hard you try, sometimes someone might, you might not be the right person to reach that person. You might not be able to, or they might not be in the position to accept your help. And that's, that may be something you just have to accept, you know? Yeah. It's hard. And it's difficult. Yeah. Because you want to help the person. That's good. Did you kind of get the same thing? Without being as nicely worded as yours. Yes. That's pretty much what I was going for there. I, I just simplify it because I'm simple. No, you have a way of <laughs> boiling it down to its essence there. <laughs> we got to get to the point quick, you know? <laughs> the only other uh, sort of moral thing that I came up with is don't grow up too fast. Don't be ashamed of, like, what you enjoy as a kid. Because Alex is totally embarrassed about liking that box. And I think, <laughs> I don't know, I like I like my stuff from when I was a kid still. I like being childlike and playing and enjoying things and I think as adults, we should embrace that a little more sometimes. Well, I'll tell you what. I was super excited when we uh, had boys because I loved Hot Wheels tracks. Loved Hot Wheels tracks. And so we would get, you know, the sets and we'd build them together and then we'd play with them for hours. It's fun. And and here's the thing. we You shouldn't have to, as an adult, wait until you have a kid to continue enjoying those things. You can finally afford yeah. to get the stuff you couldn't get as a kid, so why not? You know? <laughs> I can get, get the G.I. Joe uh, destroyer there. That's right. <laughs> $400 Navy boat. I obviously have taken great advantage with my kids of you know playing and video games and Legos and other fun toys. But I also didn't stop. You know, there was never a gap when I wasn't interested in those things. Yeah. And you can ask Janelle, like, because we were married for about six years before we had our daughter, Audrey. And I definitely played video games and built Legos in that time, too. Just, oh, yeah. Now I have an excuse for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now society doesn't look down on you when you do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sha la la la. Well, this episode has been a lot of fun. I'm so glad. Even though I love being on spring break, I'm glad to be back here recording with you, Keith. I am so glad to be recording with you, Phil. And this is our final episode from 1985. So goodbye to 85 and here's to next year. You know, how did Dick Clark used to do it? You know, right before the ball would drop for New Year's Eve, he would always kind of do that, like, you know, sayonara thing where he would put two fingers up to his brow and just kind of, you know, wave it off. (laughs) So goodbye, 85. Goodbye, 85. And goodbye to this episode. But before we go, thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. We appreciate you as always. It's always great to have you along. Please let us know how you're doing. How was your 1985? You can tell us by writing to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Alex B. Keaton is my friend. And while you're there, you can join our Facebook group, Alex B. Keaton is my friend, the group. And one last final plug, don't forget to like us, follow us, and join us on Podchaser, because that's where we are also. Yes. (laughs) 
And so thank you once again, Keith and listeners for being here. And uh, we'll see you once again next time on another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby?